hello and welcome to episode two of the Dead and Road Show. I am Bill. Joining me is Roger again. How's it going, everybody? <laughs> uh, so we should have fixed the audio issues on Roger's end that were uh, plaguing the first episode. Um, there was problems with the mic, but that should be, you know, sorted uh, and not a problem anymore so thank shouldn't you sound for, like i'm underwater <laughs> yeah thank you for bearing with us for that you know uh first time you know technical problems we've had we've had more than our fair share just trying to get this whole thing uh going there's been more problems than we uh would have appreciated but you know what can you do um so like we mentioned in the first episode the first part of the show is just kind of be uh talking about what we're uh, up to behind the scenes and just little updates and things like that. And then we're going to get into, uh, I guess more of the, um, I don't want to say fun stuff. Cause I, I would like to feel that the beginning part is somewhat interesting, but who knows? Um, but we'll, we'll get into like some of the pop culture stuff and things like that. I guess it's just like daily horror conspiracy news. Yeah. What's been going on within the past week or so. Yeah. Um, so, uh, we we did want to mention that the Denner Road Show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and of course any podcast app under the sun uh, using the RSS feed that is available at video.denerroad.co, and it is also available on YouTube. Um, if you know you get everything from YouTube, but uh, of course it is still only uh, audio only on YouTube. We are still plugging away on the first uh, It Doesn't Add Up mini video. Uh, so that should be soon. Still uh, don't have a firm date yet. Probably by the next episode, we'll have like a firm date, I would say, for whenever that is going to drop. Um, but yeah, soon is what I will say for now. Um, over on the Facebook page, Roger streamed for the first time uh, playing some Dead by Daylight. Uh, which was a solid first stream, I would say. Um, and uh, more streams are going to uh, be coming for both of us. Um, and uh, we'd like to test out different streaming platforms. Um, so we're going to see how that goes. So we'd like to ask uh, people that care and, you know, are interested, uh, like, where do you primarily catch your streams? Or do you use a mix of, you know, multiple, like, I guess, depending on where your favorite creators are. Um, we're really interested to know that just to see where it would make sense most for us, whether it makes sense to just stick to the Facebook page or to try out YouTube and Twitch and other things like that. So um, I think we'll put up a post on Facebook and uh, we'd like your feedback on that. And um, you could also reach out to us at video at deadandroad.co. So uh, if you have a second and you would like to give us some feedback, that's greatly appreciated. Um, and the other thing, I'm uh, working on a review for the uh, thriller uh, novel, uh, The Diary of a Serial, serial Killer... Ugh, it's kind of a wordy title. The Diary <laughs> of a Serial Killer's Daughter by L.A. Detweiler. Um, and the review uh, should be out possibly by the time uh, this podcast is live. So you can check that out on the website. Um, yeah, that's kind of an interesting uh, read. Uh, the author provided reached out and provided the uh, copy of the book for me. So I've been uh, working on that for the last couple weeks. Um, What's it like? It is... Um, it's it's sort of literal, just based on the title. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. li it's literally uh, the diary of a serial killer's daughter, and um, 
in the beginning part of the book, she is uh, like a small child that's writing this diary. And she notices that her dad goes out into the garage and is basically like hacking up these women. Um, and she's like fascinated by it because she loves the color red. Um, oh gosh, starting off young. <laughs> yeah, so it's like it's eerie in the way because like you just have this uh, young child that's, you know, like she just loves the color red. And so she sees all this red and she's like, oh my gosh, my daddy's playing this game and it's so great and wonderful. So it's uh, pretty weird. Um, but I think mm-hmm. it unfortunately runs into the issue um, a lot of writers have a problem with where it's really difficult to write from the perspective of a child like really hard Um, yeah because like child like kids are so unpredictable and they don't know how to control like what they're saying like you know what i mean like they have no filters yeah so what happens i I get what you're saying yeah so they kind of end up seeming like a puppet for what like information the author needs to convey to the reader Mm-hmm. instead of just feeling like a child um mm-hmm. it's very difficult to do so i think the book runs into that problem um, okay especially because the book is literally nothing but pages of her diary so that's like how the story like that's nothing like that's what the story is um is that how it looks like in the book as well like where it's like you know how sometimes depending on how the writer like for example like you said a diary does yeah. it look like a diary entries inside the book um it's it's pre- it's presented exactly as a diary so every every chapter starts okay. dear diary and ends with you know like okay. more later or whatever you know like yeah so um yeah it's it's a very literal uh book based on the title um but it is interesting just to, I guess, sort of, because at the same time, the the character, this little girl, her name is Ruby, is still interesting enough where mm-hmm. you want to see what keeps going. But like, yeah, it's just very difficult because she'll there will be mixed in moments where it's like, okay, yeah, I can see a child saying this, but then there are moments where it's just like, man the author forgot that she's writing the perspective of like an eight-year-old and she needed oh, to, really? she needed to get this piece of information in but there's no way a child would either notice that or say that and she definitely wouldn't mm-hmm. write that in a diary so mm-hmm. it's it's really really difficult um okay I get, I get what you're saying yeah but um it's an interesting read um and i appreciate like the attempt at least um so i'll have a full review of the book out soon if people are interested in checking that out um and i have more reviews of you know thriller uh and like horror novels up there on the site as well if uh that's more of your thing yeah it honestly sounds like a very interesting like book basically though you know what i mean yeah yeah it definitely is because it's 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 difficult to sort of do um serial killer fiction without it being you know like just, a real circuit and it's like i like the perspective because people do forget about the serial killers families majority of the time you know what i mean whenever you hear about a serial killer you hear about them and their life and what they did and what they've gone through but you don't see the perspective of their family yeah it's or the, true. the outside yeah, um, view if someone knows what they're doing especially an innocent kid who has no idea right i remember i was watching something on uh the btk killer 
um, who was probably like, I don't, it's weird. He was, he was, he was like too good at it. Um, Uh and he had like just, uh, like such a normal family life. Um, and it just like totally messed up his daughter who was just like, just, just a normal person, you know, just like, had no idea. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. So, which is so understandable. Imagine you're just living your life; everything seems great. You're like, my parents are great, my life's great, and then out of nowhere, breaking news: your dad's a killer, and he's been killing people for years. Yeah, it's yeah. So she was like giving interviews for like you know this like TV documentary, and it was just you you can't help but feel for her. It's like what what is she supposed mm-hmm. to do about that? You know, like and there's nothing you can really say like. My bad, I guess. Like, I didn't no, know what he like was how, doing. How can you? Yeah. How can you blame a child for not, you know, <laughs> knowing? And, that said, dad was... and the sad thing is, people will blame the child. Of course, like, yeah, you could have done something. Think of any, yeah, but um, yeah, it's it also reminds me of a movie I watched uh, mm-hmm. last year. I forget what it was. The something not killer. Mm-hmm. Um. It wasn't very good. It was the guy. It was um, was his name Dylan McDermott? Mm-hmm. You know that actor. I think he was in the first season of American Horror Story. I think I know who you're talking about. He was like the dad in the first season. Okay, yeah, like and um, I'm trying to think what the the first season was. The uh, Killer House, House, basically. Yeah, Murder House. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah, he he was a dad, and it's not really spoiler to say that he was a he was a serial killer, um, mm-hmm. and so like, and his son uh, sort of finds out, um, but like we as the audience know that he his dad's like pretty much the serial killer, mm-hmm. and like the son finds out, and um, it wasn't a very good movie, but it was it was sort of interesting, um, mm-hmm. yeah. Because he, he's, like, a Boy Scout leader, and it's meant to be, like, yeah. oh, creepy. He's, like, the family man or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it, it's difficult uh, to do, like, serial killer fiction that isn't super, super tropey. Or, like, cheesy. Yeah. Or I, that, I will say this. My favorite show, one of my favorite shows in, like, top ten, like, in all, like, because I have, like, a top ten of, like, of all genres of favorite shows, and one of it is Dexter. Like, See, you know what I mean? If you would have I, talked to me before, like, the final three seasons, I probably would have been right there with you. I don't <laughs> think about the last, like, couple seasons. I'm not going to lie. I like the sixth season. I thought the sixth season, it needed a little bit of work, but I thought it was all right. It was a nice, it gave me enough. Now, okay. the last seasons after the that, season, okay, the I understand. The sixth season was, um, is that when... Uh, well, this is going to be spoilers for people that haven't seen Dexter. But um, is that the one where Deb finds out? Yes. Okay. It's like the very end, like the the, the ending, whatever. She's like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And yeah, I that s- wasn't that wasn't the worst. OK, I will. It wasn't the there. worst, but it yeah. was the beginning. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> it was, and then, it was and the, then beginning, the final so season went completely off the rails. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it just it kind of like destroyed the show. Oh, Almost. the the the, the end, that's the worst finale. People talk about well, Game of Thrones is one thing. Yeah, nothing can beat how awful the Dexter finale was. Yeah, so, hands like, down, if, the worst. It was very. I was very sad when I seen. It. I was like, 
this is like one of my favorite shows and it just ends horribly <laughs> i was i was just i was like laughing i was like real like really mm-hmm. like what didn't i didn't ex- like and don't get me wrong for anyone who has not seen the show spoilers ahead just gonna let you know yeah, yeah, I yeah. I sort of understand why he left and became a lum- lumberjack. <laughs> it's not what we wanted. It's not what we wanted at all. But I sort of understand because it came back to what he said. He was like, me being a serial killer is just going to lead to the people I care about and love just being hurt in like in the process. So he feels like instead of going, I forget her name, but the girl who's with his his kid instead of going with them and putting them at risk he was like you know what if i just go into hiding yeah yeah like so i like i understood it but i'm like this is crap (laughs) i'm like i don't want this no 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 so the reason but why didn't he like off himself then he was like all set he like takes the boat out to sea in the middle of the hurricane Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, fine. That's what he's going to do. He's just going to give himself up to the sea where he dumped all the bodies all these years. It's like, okay, fine. That's the end. Like, you can deal with that. Like, it's poetic. It's Mm -hmm. whatever. It's not, it's nothing special, but like, that's the ending, you know? And then it's like, nope, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go to, you know, Oregon or whatever, Washington and become Mm -hmm. a lumberjack. Mm -hmm. Like, what? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I have no idea. It, it was yeah. very upsetting because I'll admit, I, everyone always told me who watched the show, fourth season is their favorite. I'm a yes. fifth season guy. Fifth season was always my favorite. Fifth I had problems was, with Rita. Rita um, made me mad. <laughs> was fifth season the one with um, Colin Hanks? Um, I'm trying to think. No, I think that was fourth season with Colin with the Zodiac. I mean, not the Zodiac. I mean, uh, what was his name for it? Because he he killed in threes. They first thought, but then they found out he no, killed no, no, in no. fours. No, no, no. Fourth season was Trinity. That was. Um, oh yeah. Okay, you're right. Trinity killer. No, Colin Hanks was like the apocalypse dude. Um, he was the sixth season. Oh, okay. The fifth season was like the the motivational guy. And he had like his group of friends, and they were killing women. He never put his hands on them, but he watched, like, because he was telling his friends what to do. Man, and they I didn't kill that one of them. Season at all. My favorite season of all of them. It was like there was still Dexter was just doing this thing, you know, getting ready to kill someone. He he was waiting in their house. He ended up. He put him down. The moment he killed him, there was one of the girls that they didn't kill yet still in the house. She was locked in the the attic, but she's seen him do it. And then Dexter, blah, 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 finds out her story. And he's like, okay, I'm going to help you kill them so you can get your revenge. Oh, right, 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 right. And he was falling in love with her. And he was like, she's just like me. She's a dark passenger. Yeah. But by the end of it, after they killed everyone, she was good. Like, she was like, I don't feel the need to kill people anymore. And he was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I remember. I, ju- I just felt that it was a weird way to rebound for him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was it was, just... I guess it, it, it was, he was heartbroken. He was like, you know what? I need this to deal with what happened to me last season. Yeah, I just, I, I, yeah. I mean, Dexter knows how to pick him, right? I mean, we've seen how, sure. don't get me wrong, 
second season. Oh, Lila. Ooh. Oh, man. Lila. I'm like, oh, I understood the temptation of Lila. <laughs> but I'm like, after the first couple things, I'm like, okay, she's crazy, Dexter. Get away. <laughs> yeah. 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 Man. I'll never... Pardon my tits. Mm, yeah. <laughs> that line. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to slap the explicit tag on this one. Right. <laughs> Damn it. Don't forget R.I.P. Sergeant Dokes. He did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, it's that's true. Yeah. I mean at, le- at least he got the um the meme out of it. Surprise motherfucker. Oh my like, god. He got yeah. that. <laughs> I was so surprised like when I first started watching Dexter, I was so surprised they killed him off so fast. I thought he would last like at least a couple more seasons, but nope. Second season they took him out. I think in the books, he's more of a dick. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah if he... I remember. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, like, like actually stalking Dexter. Oh, really? Yeah. And the kids. I think. Mm-hmm. But it's been so long. Mm-hmm. The books are good. Like, I, I'm about to read them. I, never, I didn't even know there was books. I just knew about the show. Yeah, the books, the show's based on the books. Um, well, okay. um, the first season is like um, pretty much just like a, a literal adaptation of the first book. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that, it's it's completely different. So it'll be interesting. Like if you want more, you know, mm-hmm. um, you could you should read the books. Um, I'll probably I'll most definitely have to check out the books. Yeah, because there's like enough differences to. Um, really make it, make it interesting for fans of the show mm-hmm. um like the kids like he he basically trains the kids <laughs> really yeah <laughs> <laughs> to be serial yeah. killers <laughs> yeah because he like realizes that they have like urges and like dark passenger shit the dark passenger so yeah it's pretty interesting Oh god, yeah, that that does sound interesting. I did not expect that at all. Yeah, I most definitely have to pick up that book. Yeah, check them out. Um, so yeah, what else were we thinking about lately? Um, well, coronavirus is canceling literally everything. everything. So that's a bummer. Um, Walking Dead. What else? Uh, it, it's post. It's making movies like come out later than they were I know is it the new mutants yeah the new mutants is being postdated um yeah it's like everything for like Fast mm-hmm. and Furious is being delayed a whole year to yeah. I'm okay with that <laughs> I mean I don't I don't watch those movies but like you know they, they should just I'm surprised they're just not superheroes at this point I mean aren't they Basically, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Once you throw the rock at it, they're the they're superheroes. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's just like the whole wrestling mm-hmm. thing. They're either and now John Cena is a part of it. Yeah. Villains. Yeah. Um, but yeah, concerts, TV, film production—it's just like conventions, ev- all of it. It's everything. My Twitter feed was nothing but tour and concert cancellations like I couldn't mm-hmm. even use it which was actually a good thing so I was like okay I need to get off this 
damn hell site. So. Mm. Yeah, no, I get it. Get off and I know, like I know a lot of conventions are being shut down. I know Pittsburgh TechoCon. It was like they were going back and forth on like canceling it or not, but now they just moved the date to June. Yeah. But I'm like, I've seen someone there like happy. They're like, oh, it's not canceled. It's just um, moved to June. I'm like, I mean, you better just hope that we even make it to June. So far, right. how this year's going. <laughs> For real. Yeah. But I mean, the big one was E3, which which would be in yeah. June. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, people like, well, Sony was already not going anyway. Yeah. Um, But that was unrelated to the they didn't know. go last year didn't they no they didn't they're done with it i didn't think so yeah okay it was it was already dwindling like last year was apparently like empty even though it was already open to the public mm-hmm. um but yeah we're recording this on the 17th and so tomorrow sony's gonna finally uh talk about the ps5 so i guess next time we'll like we could talk about you know what the details are mm-hmm. which will be interesting I think that thing's going to be expensive, which is going to be a bummer. Oh, easily. I can easily see it either being like five to maybe $700. I mean, based on the spec, like Give there's or take like a couple hundred. specs going around, like uh-huh. that it might have a terabyte SSD, which mm. I mean, SSDs are getting cheaper, but like that's going to bump the price up. I mean, unless they mm-hmm. sell it at a loss, but Sony usually doesn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, they gotta it's, make it's their probably going to be expensive. Yeah. I mean, they, every new system, every time a new system comes out, it's like, oh, more expensive, more expensive, more expensive. I mean, the PS4 was not bad. Mm-hmm. That, that was like 400 bucks. Like, I feel like though, every, up, every one they get, it's always $100 more, if not more. Well, PS3 was like stupid expensive, and that's why it flopped at the beginning. It was like six hundred bucks. Really, I forget that. Oh gosh, yeah. that's that's why Xbox. No wonder had it flopped. Yeah, yeah. Xbox was like two hundred dollars cheaper. Hmm. I guess the only thing that I do miss about the PS3 was that like you didn't need online; like you just got it for free. Yeah. And now even Nintendo's in that boat. Yeah. I have yeah, it for the Switch, but I like I don't play anything that requires online. I didn't have it for the Switch for the beginning because I was like, I don't need this. But then I was like, I got Pokemon Sword yeah, and then Pokemon Home, and I'm like, you know what? I need this. <laughs> so the I got the it only recently. Time, well, because I don't have that many games, but like the only time mm-hmm. it came in handy was Fire Emblem. Because there's like mm-hmm. sort of online features, but like there's no multiplayer, so mm-hmm. you think they just give you the online features. Yeah, but no, no, you still like... needed the online. Because mm-hmm. like even games that would like be like that on PS4, you don't need PS Plus for that. Mm-hmm. You just have to be connected to the internet, so that's kind of annoying. But mm-hmm. like, it kind of came in handy just for like. There's, like, minimal trading, like, not directly. Mm-hmm. You could basically put up, like, set, uh, like, one of your NPCs to be, um, like, a vendor. You can just, like, sell shit. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And then you could see what other people did on those days, like, just based on percentages or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. But like that, you don't, you shouldn't need the subscription for that. And this is Fire Emblem. Yeah. So I just have beef with Fire Emblem because Smash just keeps taking characters from Fire Emblem and just putting it in there. And I'm like, give me Waluigi. That's all I want. Yeah, this was my first Fire Emblem game, so I don't even know who all the other ones are. Mm-hmm. Except for Byleth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So. <laughs> I've never played a Fire Emblem game. I, I, normally, I don't like uh, strategy RPGs. I prefer mm-hmm. turn-based. Um, just like, mm-hmm. like regular turn-based, not, you know. Um, but this this one was really good. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it a lot. I got really into it. Um, mostly because of the characters and just like the social sim elements you can do. Um, there's just like a lot of interactions between the characters that I really enjoyed. So, um, mm-hmm. it was worth it. There's just like annoying things with the difficulty with okay. that game because like the normal difficulty, even if like you're you're not like really into because like I'm not into strategy RPGs and even if you're not into like turn based stuff, it gets stupid easy. Oh really? Like stupid easy. Like you don't even have to pay attention at all to anything. But you can only raise the difficulty once. And if you raise it, you can't lower it again without starting over. Uh, or actually, no, wait, I have that wrong. I'm sorry. So you can't raise the difficulty, mm-hmm. but you can lower it, and you can only lower it once, and you can't raise it back again. And I assume it's like the basic, like, difficulty settings, like easy, normal, and hard. Um. Yeah, and then there's... They, they had to add a additional difficulty option as, like, DLC... Because people thought it was too easy, um, mm-hmm. that they called like merciless or something like that. But you couldn't even select that. You had to restart. Like you had to start a new playthrough in order to play that difficulty. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what most people say about games nowadays? That they're a lot easier than they were back in the day. I mean, I, mean, I guess we can't also like back, nowadays. You can literally. I'm having problems. I can look this up online. Back in the day. You were just screwed until you got it. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I, I play enough like niche that. shit that's uh-huh. hard. Where like, you don't run into that? Yeah, like, I'm playing, like, mainline Shin Megami Tensei mm-hmm. games, you know, mm-hmm. where, like, it's designed to just kick your ass, or it's broken. Like, SMT4, the beginning dungeon... Mm. was just not play tested and balanced properly at all. Okay. It's basically the tutorial and everything can one shot you. Oh. So what you have to do is save every battle you win and so you're level up enough so you just have enough health to survive normal attacks. Mhm. So it's not hard or like you don't have to get good. You just have mm-hmm. to like get lucky and grind slightly enough for you to survive Mm -hmm. it just wasn't balanced properly and the rest of the game is fine it's like balanced right and challenging enough where it needs to be um it's just the very beginning like the very first dungeon you do like so this is like hour one of the game 
It's just mm-hmm. busted completely. Yeah. Um. So, like, yeah, I think there's enough challenge in like the right games where there needs to be. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, like, what was I playing recently? Where I had to, I like was playing on. Oh, um. Outer Worlds. Mm-hmm. I bumped that up to hard. Or I guess whatever the hardest is. Um, and that's not even like, I guess, the only challenging thing about that is, is that you just survive like more hits or less hits mm-hmm. uh, before you die. So it's really not yeah, even yeah. a matter that of diff- the difficulty of it. It's just... <laughs> I don't know, the way it's set up, like, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I get what you're saying. Like, it doesn't make the game... More difficult. More difficult. It just makes it more annoying, I guess. Yeah. You're just more vulnerable. Yeah. Like, if it was more difficult, they should have added more, like, enemies to, like, where... On easy mode, you'd only fought, like, two of them, but, like, on hard mode, you'd fight, like, five to seven of them. Right, or just, like, enemy accuracy or something, or, like, mm-hmm. enemies use different types of, you know, attacks or... Or stronger strategies weapons. Or, yeah, stronger weapons or whatever. But it's just, like, more, like, you take fewer hits to die, and it's just, like, okay, fine. And that game's mm-hmm. not even about combat anyway, so it's just, like, mm-hmm. well, whatever. Um, How would you compare, if, like... Outer world to like Fallout. So, I was talking to a friend about this recently because he's finished the game, and I'm I've only done like the first planet, which I need to get back to. Um. So, it really, really, really wants to be Fallout, and it wants to completely like take the place of Fallout in mm-hmm. every single way, but doesn't uh-huh. because it can't and what I mean by that is um, they give you like areas to explore like these planets to explore like sort of like the environments in Fallout you know with like there's there's raider like outposts and things um, I forget what they call them in that game they're, they're, not, they're not raiders but they basically are okay. they're, spa- they're space raiders you know um, but the combat is just like super, super thin and shallow. Mm-hmm. Like the weapons aren't nearly as interesting as Fallout. Um, mm-hmm. the shooting is fine. Like it's probably not even as good as Fallout 4, which is not saying all that much. Um, like your your like your companions which is uh slightly more advanced than um like fallout companions cuz they have abilities so it's i guess closer to bioshock or not mm. bioshock i'm sorry i'm think i'm confusing bioware and bioshock um it's similar to like a bioware thing so it's like mass effect is what i meant to say um okay. they're they're sort of almost like it's just like you hit a button and then you go watch a cutscene, like a you know tiny second cutscene, almost like a VATS shot. You know what I mean? Where like mm-hmm. you'd shoot with VATS and you would get like the little you know you go watch the bullet kill the dude. You hit a button mm-hmm. and then you go watch your companion kill a dude. 
Mm -hmm. is basically what the companion abilities are. So it's not really that deep. Um, And so, like, the first planet, I completely... I wanted to see absolutely everything on the planet. So I explored every nook and cranny. And it just felt like a waste of time. Mm -hmm. Because there wasn't that much to see. Like, I picked up loot, but the loot isn't interesting because there's, like, five weapons in the entire game. Um, No, that's it. It feels like, yeah, I was just picking up the same the same weapons over and over um the weapon upgrading is like nothing you don't you don't need to do it at all um it's it's not even like uh, it's it's it wants to be more advanced than like fallout 3 like like fallout 3's repair system even mm-hmm. um but it's just it's just something to fill your inventory it's not anything it's you should really even, worth it like at a certain like i i learned like quickly on it's like well i should just stop picking up weapons because like there's no point there's not even any point in selling them because i can mm-hmm. just find more money that i can get selling these weapons yeah. um and so i was just like going around killing these raider camps or whatever for n- no real reason like there weren't even quests there mm-hmm. um so like in terms of combat and exploration it it can't compete with fallout even though it wants to be like they included that stuff to be like well hey fallout has that so we have to have that too Mm -hmm. but it's really shallow and thin so on the other side of it what it wants to do is take the similar kind of thing of fallout new vegas and the older fallouts and um, to an extent where Fallout 4 failed, like with the faction stuff and faction reputation and that sort of deep RPG stuff where um, choices matter and you need like dialogue options and skill checks and oh my God, the skill checks and you need the right stats and all that kind of thing, that like deep RPG stuff. That Mm -hmm. is the thing it does really, really well. Okay. That's where it's like, okay, well, Bethesda's abandoning that kind of thing in Fallout, so we'll just do that instead. And mm-hmm. they did, and it's really good. So is like, the story at least interesting? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah, it's okay. it's that's the that's the best part of the game. Um, like your choices matter. You have to make difficult, morally gray choices where you need to figure out. Like you need to you need to gather all the information. You got to talk to people, and you got to figure out what they want and what their goals are and whether they're lying to you and you know like what they're really after um Mm -hmm. and you know maybe you can deceive them too and like pass these skill checks and you know you can go around and hack their computer and you know read terminals and things like that Mm -hmm. um so that is the thing where it's like okay fine you took that and you ran with it where fallout 4 just completely abandoned that kind of thing Mm -hmm. So that is where they surpass Fallout now. And, of okay. course, they took the similar kind of Art Deco-y, uh, you know, Americana satire visual style and, you know, sort of made their own thing. Um, mm-hmm. It, of course, isn't, like, as iconic as, you know, Vault Boy or whatever, but it's sort of, it, mm-hmm. it, it is enough where it's like, okay, yeah, you know, this is its own thing. And you could see where it's similar, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like where it's not just like a one for one copy. It's of course saying its own things and doing its own things where uh, um, Fallout is like a satire of, uh, you know, um, Americana and Mm -hmm. 50s and, you know, like 30s to 50s culture and the American industrial complex and American politics. Um, This is this is just, you know, straight up. you know, anti-capitalist sort of, you know, satire. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So it's definitely its own thing, but it's like, hey, this is this is that kind of experience. So I, my main point is that, like, I think it would have been, like, a stronger game if they would have just not bothered at all with um, sort of the exploration and, like, such an emphasis on combat where there didn't need to be. Um, because it's just really, really shallow and sort of like doesn't need to be there. It just sort of takes away from the stronger aspects of the game. So it's at a point where it's like, well, okay, I'm just going to ignore that now and focus on the story and everything else. So, Mm -hmm. because that's what the game excels at. All right. Outer Worlds are Fallout 76. Oh, I mean, that's not even a... Contest. <laughs> not even, not even a contest. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not even. One is a functioning game. The other one isn't. <laughs> yeah. So. But one has Mothman in it. <laughs> I mean, if I want a game with Mothman in it, I'll just play Persona or SMT. Oh. I didn't. Know. <laughs> Persona has Mothman in it. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, because all the personas and demons are from uh, mm. mythology and like religion and stuff. So, okay, Mothman Beth's best cryptid. Yeah, he's in there. Don't at me. <laughs> you can add him. He can be your persona. Like, I feel like I just talked for like twenty minutes. That's what happens, man. When you get into what you're talking about. Yeah. Well, I guess we also have to bring up the legendary actor Max von Sendow. If I don't know if I'm pr- pronouncing that correctly, but he passed away at the age of 90s. His credits include The Exorcist, Dune, Minority Report, Shutter Island, Star Wars: The Force Awakens, and The Game of Thrones, among many, many others. I'll admit, like I do remember him in The Exorcist. Could not stand that movie as a kid because I'll admit when I was a kid. Like demon movies and like possession movies scared the living crap out of me, and they're really? the only ones who really scared me. Like, I liked monster movies and all that. I didn't really get scared mm. or nothing. But like, exorcist movies, oh no, no, I did not like them. Did not like watching them at all. They fr- they freaked me out too much. Yeah. What about now? Um, I can handle them better, but it's like. You ever have, like, the weird trauma as a kid where it's still at you, like, it makes your skin crawl? Oh, yeah. It still does a little bit, but I can watch them a lot with a lot more ease now mm-hmm. where it doesn't bother me as much. Because I still have, like, a wild imagination, but it's like, I also, okay, reality. Reality, Raj, you know this ain't going to happen. You're good, bro. <laughs> yeah. Like, back when I, I was a kid, I'm like, if I turn the lights out, I might be screwed. <laughs> 
I love like possession stuff. So like The Exorcist is just such a freaking classic to me. Mm. It's it's so good. Yeah, I love I love stories like that. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so that's a bummer. But he had such a long and like illustrious career. So ninety um, years old. I I hope to make it that far. For real. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody would be lucky to have like one eighth of his filmography, you know? Oh, yeah. So, but yeah, I think um, a lot of people that aren't sure if they've seen him in something, um, Mm -hmm. he was the three eyed raven in Game of Thrones. So, okay. You've, you know, you've probably seen him. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah. But uh, that reminds me, uh, speaking of, like, uh, possession, exorcisty kind of things, um, have you seen the show uh, Evil on CBS? No. It's, um, I was, uh, my expectations for it were low, considering it's, like, a show on network TV, but Mm -hmm. it's, like, really, really, really good. Surprisingly good? Yeah. It's, um, I don't usually get into, like, procedural kind of shows. Um, Mm -hmm. It's... Think of it as sort of like the X Files, except instead of aliens and shit, it's like the Catholic demons? Church and oh. like uh, possessions and demons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's really really interesting, mm-hmm. um, and just the way that they handle things and like it's a procedural, so it's like Monster of the Week, so like every week is a different case. But they, okay. but they build on it so well. Like the like the narrative through line of the first season builds so well, um, mm-hmm. where it's just not like, oh well, you can just forget that that was a different case. Like it just flows together, just great. And the cast is really good, um, and they handle a lot of uh, like current events and like current topics and like interests um, in such a nuanced way without. You know how like um like Law and Order will try to do like oh this is the this is the VR episode and it just comes off as like really forced and cheesy. Oh, whenever like they'll tie it to like current events, like yeah, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, like it, where it's whenever a celebrity does something wrong, they're like, okay, this isn't it. We're not saying it's him, but it's him. Right? Yeah, they just they yeah. just turn it into an episode. Um, mm-hmm. they talk about current events in like just such a smart way. Um. Like such a big part of the first season, like they just talk about incels like a lot, <laughs> and like they don't just like name drop it. They like actually talk about like why they're like doing messed up shit and like why they're the perpetrators of you know mm-hmm. uh, violence against women and mass shootings. And like they talk about 4chan and like like actual okay, serious that's, shit. That's... Um, All right. And they so just, it's like they don't kinda just, relatable. Like, name... What's that? So it's like relatable, like to Okay. Yeah, but they don't just name drop it either. They're actually like talking about it in a context where it's like giving some sort of, you know, um criticism and tying it back into like where they're mm-hmm. like, you know, they have something to say about it. They're not just, you know, name dropping mm-hmm. it. Um so it's it's really good and there's like even some really creepy moments too uh especially for a show that's just like on network tv it gets uh 
you know, there's some good scares, I would say, for some people there. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I don't think, I think it, it's like easy to, to dismiss because it is on network TV and the show is just called Evil. You know, it's not like the most interesting title. Um, is this like a brand new show that they just that just came out recently? Yeah, I guess it just premiered okay, last cool. fall. Um, and it was like 13 episodes, so it finished up, uh, I think, in like January, the first season. And it's coming back next fall for the next season. So okay. I would suggest people check it out. I was really surprised by it. Um, so, for, yeah, if people are looking for something new to watch, I'd give it a shot. Um, Any sh- what streaming platforms is it on? Oh, I have no idea. I guess if you have the CBS thing, uh-huh. um, I don't know. I, I got my hands on it through, uh, you know, some methods, but mm-hmm. yeah. I got you. Um, Almost def- that does sound interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely give it a shot. Um, did you want to talk about the uh, Dead by Daylight? Because the Death Slinger. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's it's so I'm a frequent player of Dip by Daylight. It's it was a nice twist because like it's always entertaining to see the people like people's guests on who the next killer is going to be because like mm-hmm. if you play Dip by Daylight the uh, promo video like the first feature to show what the new killer is all it was is a chain and everyone was like guessing my favorite guess by people was Chain Chomp from Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Which would have been great. I was like, no way in hell that that was going to happen. Yeah, but like it would have been great to see Chain Chop. <laughs> yeah. If someone can make that a mod, I would be extremely happy. <laughs> yeah, Just make Chain like Chop right a killer. Thomas and get by. the Tank is like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've seen the ta- Thomas the Tank um, mod in like the Resident Evil game, and like, which I'm like, okay, this works. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the eeriness. But the Death Slinger. Yeah. Um, I'd say that it's nice because, like, he has. It seems like he has a, a more quiet or like heartbeat than the rest of the killers. So it's like he's walking towards you, but it's like you didn't even notice he was walking towards you. And like, you have to be careful when you are running away from him because he'll just shoot his gun and then you're chained, and he just reels you in like a fish, and you're you're caught. And like, unless you are on a corner or anything, and you and you're lucky enough to get it to break, you're pretty much screwed. Right, and I do enjoy yeah, I it because watching, it's you were playing them on stream, right? I was watching you play. Mm-hmm. So, how close is that to something like uh, like Roadhog's Hook or whatever? Um, where I would like, s- is it is it basically like if you get hooked, you're just you're just gone? Yes and no, because like I said, if you're on a corner or like by a wall enough, like you have a chance of breaking the chain and just getting away, and it like it causes them to like force him to catch his breath but I also like it stops people from being assholes at the gate whenever they open and they try and teabag you because it can screw you over like you can't teabag at the door no more because he'll just okay I'm gonna reel you in and I possibly can kill you (laughs) yeah because like in the stream like I did that actually like where someone they had they they, it took two hits to get him but they're playing around like okay there's no way he's gonna get me reeled him in hit him and then they were so shocked that I even got him they ran into the wall and I still downed him before they could escape and then I put him on the hook yeah so mm. I'll say I like him a lot like I've been playing him a lot lately he's a very fun killer nice 
at first I was like I was wishy-washy about them because I'm like eh. from my experience of playing games I I have terrible way terrible way I have never been a good person like <laughs> like Overwatch my main was Winston because I didn't have to focus on <laughs> aiming <laughs> the gun did the hitting for me I just had to move around but like this game it, it, it I like him a lot he's a very fun character to play Sort of. I was just gonna say, like, like, what's the frequency of, uh, like, how often do they add a new character? Uh, every couple months or so. Mm, okay. Like sometimes, like, I'm trying to think, the order it's been like the last few. Sometimes they will. Rarely they'll do a survivor by themselves, or a killer by themselves, because that's what they kind of did. They the most recent one was, it was the Death Slinger, then it was. Oni and a survivor with him, and I'm trying. To, then it, then it was a Demogorgon with Nancy and Steve. Mm. And I'm trying to. I'm pretty sure Ghostface was before them, mm. and then they had Ace before him from Evil Dead. Oh, okay. But I know currently they're like, because they dropped a bunch of like properties like like I said Ghostface Ace Demogorgon and like people from Stranger Things so they're like working on their own killers but it's like every couple months or so like they drop a new killer mm-hmm. which is it's nice yeah and I, I know a lot of people are hoping for Candyman to be the next killer him or like someone like Jeepers Creepers you There's, think that would be closer to when the movie's out though mm, possibly it would work out yeah I think it will work out. I mean, but they did Stranger Things randomly, like compared to like whenever the show dropped, they just nope. Oh, here's Stranger Things. Well, I bet that's just to keep like interest in the show. Yeah. Whenever it's not. Yeah. On air, you know, because like they don't like whenever a new season drops, I don't think it needs any more promotion. Yeah. Than it already does, but that's like turning into its own like empire. Oh yeah, it's turning so. into its own thing, and I know it. It hyped a lot of people because there are no real Stranger Thing games. So it's like, right. oh gosh, there's you get to either play as a Demogorgon or Nancy or Steve. So well, let me ask you this because this might be a, a basic, stupid question to anybody that's played this game. But like, um, so like obviously the killers have different abilities and stuff. But like, are the survivors mm-hmm. just different skins, or do they do different stuff too? Basically. They're just different skins. Okay. I was going to say, because it I just mean, looked like everybody was I running around the same. Different skins with, like, different perks of their own. But once you get them, like, once you get them to level 30, and, like, you can unlock all their perks and, like, mm-hmm. level up other survivors so you can get their perks. So then it's, like, it's not that much different from each other. Okay. Where the killers, yeah, you can get the same perks as the other killers over time, but they all have their own special attack basically mm, or a special mm-hmm. thing that they do with their own i see okay but i'll say it, it's a fun game i like it it's my it's the main game i pretty much play yeah right now i will bring up another game that dropped a dlc and i was super geeked about this dlc mortal kombat dropping spawn mm, mm. Like that that was uh, the one like I was ex- I've been waiting for him. Like I've been wanting spawn in something for ages now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm happy like and he he fits perfectly with Mortal Kombat. And then you also have Keith David voicing him. 
it's it's perfect. Yeah, he's got he's he's a great voice actor. Mm-hmm. If you need someone to be a bad guy, get Keith David. Yeah. <laughs> he has the perfect villain voice. Was there um what was their last character before there was like something else, wasn't there? Um, I'm pretty sure it was Terminator. Right. They'll just throw Terminator in anything, won't they? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think it was like in Gears of War. Like all kinds of weird shit. I think it worked out basically. I do like how Mortal Kombat does do their DLCs though, because it's like they do. They'll bring out random ones. I mean, I didn't really care so much about like whenever they added Texas Chainsaw Massacre or like Jason or something. Yeah, they have them in. Yeah, they're DLC characters. I think in nine or ten, one of the two. Actually, I think it's nine. Nine. That's like Jason, Texas Chainsaw, and I think Freddy. But I did like. Oh. I think I'm pretty sure in ten they have like Alien and Predator. Right. And I would take people's souls with Alien. <laughs> don't come! Don't come at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I know this one. Like the um, the DLCs for the current Mortal Kombat are Joker, Terminator. Oh, that's right. They added Joker. Shit. Mm-hmm. Shang Tsung and then Spawn. I like I under I get why they had a Joker, but I'm like, Joker would get annihilated by these guys if he ended up in their universe. Well I think, like, yeah, I understand yeah, I think it's chaotic. easy because it's just all Warner Brothers, so they can yeah. just throw him in there and plus they probably had shit from um Injustice. Yeah, true. I'm surprised they're not trying to do another like kind of like Marvel versus Capcom does, but I mean I guess they did do DC versus the Mortal Kombat universe. Yeah, and I remember people said it was terrible, but as a kid I enjoyed it as a game. Like you know what I mean? Like you ever see something that you liked and then you're like, you see everyone's reviews and everyone's like, yeah, this is a bad game. <laughs> yeah, Sonic R. Okay. Uh huh. That is the game. It's like a childhood favorite. Of me and Tori, mm-hmm. we had it for PC, but I think it also came in Dreamcast. But we didn't have a Dreamcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we played the crap out of that game. It has the best soundtrack. And if you ever heard a song from Sonic R, you know, "Living in the City." Um, but yeah, we would play that game like all the time. And it turns out it's like like a, a, an infamously bad game, and we had no idea. We just played it. Like, it was it was fun to us. It makes you feel bad. You're like, wait, what? Everyone hates this game? Yeah, what are you talking about? That was a great game. You're like, Soundtrack I enjoyed cool. it. Like, it looked great. Like, yeah, what? Are you, what? Yeah, people hate that game. Uh huh. Like, like you'll try. That, that was like that was like Sonic 06 before Sonic 06. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. My favorite Sonic game would most definitely be Sonic DX. Used to play it on the GameCube. Got stuck on Big Cat though. Didn't know how to. I cut the scene too fast and I didn't know what to do. And I was like, oh, oh wait, guess Sonic I'm done Adventure playing DX. this game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Vert, like whenever he's fighting chaos. Yeah. Yeah, people forget how buggy those games were. Yeah. 
Oh, trust me, dude. I understand though. It's like, cause that's how. Well, like I thought Mortal Kombat versus DC was a great game whenever I was playing it, but then like find out later on down the road, everyone's like, no, the game was trash. I'm like, <laughs> it did its part for me. It had, it had both. It had people from both universes going at it, and I thought it was cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe now if I play it, I'm like, okay. It's, I see what you mean, but I still right, thought yeah. it, it did its part. It it did what I wanted from a game yeah, of having a kid, both you're just universes. Playing a game. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at reviews or whatever. Yeah. You're just like playing the games that your parents gave you. I mean, I guess from like a straight Mortal Kombat aspect for people like who like defining the combos and everything, maybe it isn't that great of a game because I used to think I was good at Mortal Kombat until I went to a convention. Yeah. Oh, it was terrible. Like, and it's just like you see it. You walk into the game room. You see a kid playing by himself. You're like, you know, I'm gonna go play with him. I'm like, he's playing the game. I want to play. All right. There is a reason why he was sitting by himself. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, you mind if I join you? He was like, yeah, go ahead. And I'm like, all right. He, I picked Sub Zero because Sub Zero is my man, and he picked Jason. I'm like, okay, I got this. <laughs> oh, I did not touch the ground until I was dead. <laughs> oh my god! And then I learned you don't go into the game room and see a kid sitting by himself and go play with him because there's a <laughs> very high chance you're going to get spanked. <laughs> well, hey, at least nobody else was around. Oh no, there was people around. Oh, okay. My friends were behind me. They're like, oh, they 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 had commentary. Oh my god! I'm like, you guys play. They're like, no, we learned our lessons without having to take the test <laughs> oh that's brutal and I'm like yeah after that defeat I was like you know what you can play this game by yourself I'm gonna go play other games that's brutal yeah I don't, I don't understand fighting games uh-huh. I'm, I, I just don't have the yeah I don't know dude like, I'll like, admit, I, I like, appreciate like watching them or whatever but like I can't mm-hmm. I can't play them the only fighting game where I will say I'll because I don't like to say I'm good at games I don't because like I've met people good at games mm-hmm. I'll say I'm the only game like fighting game that I know of that I feel like I have confidence in myself that I'm not no chump and I won't get spanked easily by anyone Super Smash Bros yeah only game I have faith in it it's like because I've played I've played really good people and I've I've beaten them like, you know what I mean I'm like mm-hmm. got my fair share of getting spanked but it's like I've I've delivered my own spankings upon people and like <laughs> fighting games they're, they're tough I'll admit it's like you, cause I'm not the best at remembering combos I just go I'm not a button masher either though I just do my own thing it's just like cause I've I have friends who are like my one friend um he he was like ranked fifth in the world at the My Hero Academia game Mm. Wow. And I'm like, I've I've played the game with him, and he oh, he completely annihilated me. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Remove the Persona Five. Oh man. See Should we get into this? It's been like an yeah, hour. Uh, <laughs> we we can. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess we can't. I, yeah. So I'm a I'm a crazy person. So. Persona 5 Royal's coming out in, like, two weeks. It's coming out, like, the 30th or whatever. Um, so I decided I was going to get the Platinum Trophy for the original Persona 5. 
because I did the same thing for Persona 4 Golden on the Vita. I got the Platinum Trophy for it. So I played the game once before when it came out, and now I gotta play it again for the Platinum Trophy to get the rest of the trophies. And then Royal's gonna come out, and I'm gonna play that. Because I'm insane. <laughs> so that's what I've been doing. So, like, I started in, like, early February, and I got, you know, a good way through. Um, and then I stopped for a month, and, like, it wasn't even, like, a deliberate choice to stop playing. Just happened. But then I just I just didn't play it for a month. You know, there was, like, a Final Fantasy fourteen update, you know, I was playing that, you know. Shit happens. So now I'm playing it again, and I have, like, two weeks... To finish it. So I've just like put these stupid constraints on myself mm-hmm. to do something I don't need to do for no real reason other than like I'm just making myself do it. That's all. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, it, 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 I'm, I've just lost my mind is what I'm just trying to say. Mm. Um, yeah. So the, so the main point is that I will eventually have played Persona 5 four times all the way through. Does it get better each time? Um, I guess we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know because it had been three years since I had played it originally for this playthrough. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am noticing certain things, like um, this isn't a spoiler, but um, before Makoto joins your team, she's actually following you around like spying on you like as you're walking around the city and stuff like if you turn around you could see her and she's like holding up a magazine to try to hide herself but she's just like mm-hmm. literally 10 feet behind Obvious. you yeah and i didn't notice that the first time i played ever because i guess i just was just like walking forward wherever i didn't turn around mm-hmm. but this time i happened to turn around it's like oh she's following me mm-hmm. and you can go talk to her and she's like oh hey what are you doing here you know it's just like so stuff like that i didn't notice before mm-hmm. um I feel like I'm going through a lot faster, like not even like intentionally doing it, but just because um, I know how things work. Um, mm-hmm. And even things that I didn't, like there was puzzles in, um, I guess the fifth or sixth dungeon, I forget what the number is, but um, I got stuck on it so hard the first time I played. Um and this time, I didn't even remember how the puzzle worked, but I just just breezed through it mm-hmm. without without any problems, like without even like really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. So, um, whether that means it's lodged in some part of my brain that I just can't access, but subconsciously I do, uh, who knows? But um, yeah, that's what I've been up to because I'm a crazy person. <laughs> I'd say there's only been one game I think I've replayed multiple times, and I'd say it was probably Pokemon Emerald. Mm. Favorite game? It's my favorite game of the whole franchise. It was like the one only one I've been able to replay multiple times, like where I restart. And this is before like you could save your Pokemon. It's like if I restarted, I lost it everything. Like there was no getting my Pokemon back. But it's like I enjoyed the game so much that I'm like, you know what? I don't mind restarting and trying it out a different way. Right. Yeah, I I usually don't do that. Like, and I if I have to like, I'll, sometimes I'll go for a platinum in games. Um, 
like Fallout 4 was one I deliberately tried to get. Um, but like I didn't need to play through it multiple times in order to get it. So I knew I could just get it. Um, but I did it for Fallout 4 or oh God for Persona 4. Um, and it was really difficult just because of what you needed to do in that game. Mm-hmm. to like get all the personas and you had to f- defeat margaret which is like the secret boss battle and um hear all the navigation lines in the dungeons so you have to like trigger all these specific conditions in battle in order to trigger navigation lines just mm-hmm. stupid stuff the bug catching oh my god the bug catching <laughs> Oh my god, you know how many saves I had to reload? Just like stupid stuff, and I did it for no reason. And it took me so long. <laughs> so mm. The Persona 4 Platinum took me so long that Persona 5 came out because the, I did this I did the same thing before. So I was like, oh, I'll get the Persona 4 Platinum before 5 comes out. It took me so long, mm-hmm. 5 came out. I was playing 5 while simultaneously finishing up the four platinum. Mm. That's how insane I am. (laughs) I was playing two of these giant JRPGs simultaneously. And now I'm just like, oh yeah, you know, I'll get the platinum for this game and then I'll play the, the, you know, souped up version again. Mm -hmm. Whenever. And then like an idiot because it has a different trophy list. Uh-huh. It has a different platinum. I'll do this over again. <laughs> Why? Why am I doing this? You know what game recently... I'd say the most recent game where I've restarted playing it, but it was not my fault. I did not... <laughs> it's not the same reason why you, you play Persona 5 over. Fallout 4. It is because of that damn bug. Do you know what bug I'm talking about? Was it the thing where the robots? Yes. Oh, I was so sad because I didn't know about it. Like, I just knew, like, because I have, like, when I first started playing Fallout 4, it was like I bought the one with, I bought the one with all the DLCs on it already. Yeah. So I'm, like, I'm playing it, didn't know anything about the bugs or anything, and then I get to it, and I'm, like, all right. I'm, like, fighting it. I'm fighting all the machines. I killed all the machines. There's not. It's not moving on. I'm like, what's going on? Yeah. And then I looked it up. I'm like, yep, you're kind of just stuck. There's nothing you can really do. There's not like there's no way to get out of that scene because it's just a bug in the game. And then there was like, maybe you got a saved file. And I realized all my most recent saved files were at that scene. Yeah, so I literally just had to restart the game. I was so sad. (laughs) Yep, because like I had so much progress. I'm like, okay, and it's like I was so far along in the story and everything. And I'm like, you know, I'll do this because like a Fallout, you could do what you wanted at any time. Like you can do with the story, or you can do a side mission. I wanted to do the side mission, and I was like, oh, this is terrible. It was like, and I realized I had to restart the game because none of my save files would have put me anywhere where I'm like, you know, I can just avoid this. Nope. It just had to restart the game. Yep. Well, the same thing happened to Tori where it it wouldn't let her progress. 
with those robots so that like mm-hmm. that dlc was just broken for her and she was like well i don't know when it broke because she like she would just do stuff where she wandered away she didn't know that those robots were part of the dlc or whatever she just killed a bunch of robots uh-huh. you know and so she was like looting all over the place and she's like well i don't know what save to go back to i don't know how far i need to go back to mm-hmm. so she went back and they were dead she didn't know how far back she should go she's like well i guess i'm just not doing that dlc and she mm. played the rest of the game, and she just didn't play that DLC because uh, she wasn't going to yeah. restart because she was, you know. Uh, like no, I understand. It was, it's so sad when you get the hours in, and it's just like, nope, you got to restart it. All those hours wasted. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I get so, it. Th- it's, it's funny because I heard uh, this is something my brother said. He saw this online um, that somebody had deleted. Uh, like their friends persona like new game plus data because they had only saved in one like they saved everything in one slot and i like i went into like like my soul left my body because i'm like going through this whole platinum ordeal but i'm like Mm -hmm. why in the world would you save everything on one slot so persona is very particular about its saving system mm-hmm. and this is gonna sound like the most boring shit to anybody that has not played persona 5 or doesn't really care about like min maxing the schedule of persona um you have 16 save slots and so persona is about you know keep doing things daily and you know like who what are you going to do today? Are you going to go talk to this guy? Are you going to, you know, go into the dungeon today? Are you going to raise your stats today? Like, what are you going to do today specifically? So the calendar is very important. So you have 16 save slots. So you can save every other day and then you have the whole month covered. So if you screw Mm -hmm. up something, like you didn't mean to talk to that guy or you missed this event because you talked to somebody you shouldn't have, or you like realized that you needed a specific set stat on a certain day, all, all you have to do is only go back one day. Mm-hmm. So you're not really screwing yourself. You're only going back a day. So it'll like maybe waste as much as most as 20 minutes of your time at that mm-hmm. instead of, you know, going back further or God forbid, keeping everything on one on save, one save. <laughs> for this hundred hour plus RPG. Mm-hmm. Where you otherwise can't go back at all. So it just, it just, yeah, my soul left my body when I heard that. It was just Ooh. unbelievable. So, yeah, if anybody is going to play um, Persona 5 Royal when it comes out in two weeks, save every other day and you'll be fine. This <laughs> is, is the moral of the story. <laughs> And maybe don't go for the platinum unless you want to lose your mind, like me. True. I I have a friend who kind of just went through the same situation recently through uh, some events going on in his life. And it's just like, I learned recently, if I'm playing a game on a PlayStation 4, save it to the cloud. Yep, you got to back <laughs> that shit up. Because it, it happened to my friend, his PlayStation 4 situations, and... um. He had, he had beat the whole game of Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, and like he had like Xenoverse and all that stuff, and it was just saved to his PlayStation Four, and it's like his PlayStation Four is gone now, and he's just like, yeah, dude, all those hours, 
all that grinding gone <laughs> and i'm like dude i shit I, that was my first thought <laughs> i was like i yeah. wanted to cry oh. i wanted to hold my friend and cry with him because i understood that pain it's it's rough Mm-hmm. yeah like when my hard drive failed a few years ago well first of all i thought the playstation was broken i was like well what the hell but i guess i was lucky you know it was just the hard drive um mm. But yeah, like if I didn't have cloud backup, that would have been rough. But then I learned like I used to do it more frequently, but I would make uh, copies onto a flash drive of all my saves. Mm-hmm. And like um, of screenshots and, you know, if I, if I had like made like taking screenshots or anything, because that stuff doesn't back up. Ugh. So that's another moral if if. You know, if you're on a console or whatever, <laughs> the screenshots and the video clips do not back up. So if you want any of that stuff, make hard copies. Because if the hard drive goes, it goes and it's gone. But yeah, because I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. Um, like I had PT installed and that's gone because the hard drive died. Mm-hmm. So can't get that. But um, at least I had the saves. But yeah, it's we're really saving rough. a lot of people with this info. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. don't make the same mistakes. <laughs> In order to learn that, they got to get through an hour of me ranting about Persona. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> <laughs> only only the truest of the true will get that They'll wisdom. Understand. They'll learn the secrets. Yeah. Should we call it there? Um. Yeah. I think it's a good time to spot stop. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think it's a good one. Yeah. It's most Barring definitely any, worth uh, catastrophic to. recording issues. No, I do Who knows, not maybe sound my like I'm underwater this time. Like you know, just the way luck's going. Yeah. Right. 2020 has been a rough year so far. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so uh, be on the lookout for some streams. Uh, please keep an eye out for like, it won't be like a survey, but just like, you know, asking for some feedback about where your viewing habits lie. It'll really help us out and get our plans going. Um, first, it doesn't add up many. We'll be soon. We're plugging away. We'll have some other videos. They're all in the works. Coming soon, too. Um, and Roger's been killing it with the memes on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. So, uh, if you're somehow listening to this and not on the Facebook, uh, throw a like. Helps us out, too. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. And then we will see you in two weeks for another episode of the Dead and Road Show. So, yeah. Until next time. All right. Stay safe, everyone. Wash your hands.